So I just wanted to share some thoughts on Parshas Re'e. Perhaps we'll start with Vart, then we'll get into a little uh, uh, Musr from the Mamre Chazal. And then finally, I'll leave you off with a question, a thought-provoking question, that if you think about, there are many answers to it, and there's a depth behind the question. Okay, so if you look in Parshas Re'e, and the truth is throughout most of Sefer Dvarim, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Moshe Rabbeinu is referring to Eretz Yisrael, it doesn't say we're going to Eretz Yisrael. It will say we're going to El Ha'aretz, Asher Areka, El Ha'makayim. You're going to go to some place, right? In Pasuk Chavtes here, it says, One day you're going to make it there. It always refers to it in a vague way. What's the meaning behind the Torah not saying Eretz Yisrael? Just say Eretz Yisrael, say Yerushalayim, say Beis Hamidosh, or Mishkan. Why is it always Al Hamakim, the place? So Rabbi Reisman has a thought that when you don't specify the place, you could still have the, the excitement. You know, when a person goes on a trip, if they know exactly where they're going to, so sometimes there's no anticipation. You already, you already uh, identified where you're going, and it's boring. However, when a person is uh, excited about it. There's the unknown. There's El Hamakam. It's always with anticipation. Where am I going? That you're always looking forward to go to Eretz Yisrael. So then, as Shlomo Kabach says, my feet are always uh, going to Yerushalayim. Any Yid will tell you, he's always going up to Yerushalayim. So through that, HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the Torah is, is showing us the way to view Eretz Yisrael, to view Yerushalayim. It's not that you know, it's always here in our back pocket. It's something to anticipate, to look forward to. And we see this even by the building of the Beis HaMiddash. If you go through the story in Navi, first David Melech thinks he's going to build the Beis HaMiddash. He asks Nasana Navi. Nasana Navi tells him, sure, no problem. And then, whoops, HaKadosh Baruch has to go back to Nasana Navi and tell him David is not going to build the Beis HaMiddash. And in the meantime, that night, David Melech drew blueprints for how the Beis HaMiddash would be built. And the truth is, you look in the Gemara in Zvachim, and even in some Pesukim and Tehillim, we refer to the Beis HaMiddash as the bias of David HaMelech, as Sukkas uh, David Hanoifalas, we say, based on the Pasuk. So why does the Torah refer to the Beis HaMiddash as the house that David HaMelech built, if in reality it's... Built, was built by Shlomo HaMelech. So in thought, one could say there's a primius, there's the rut sign, there's a desire, the anticipation, the, the chukah, the yearning to, to build the base of Middush, that David HaMelech had, and that's how you build the base of Middush, with the desire, the inner desire, the chukah. And that is why, perhaps, why in, in Parshas Re'eh and throughout the Parshas, we see that the Torah doesn't refer to it as Eretz Yisrael, it refers to El HaMakayim, to a specific place, trying to uh, bring out the chukah, the inner desire we have the anticipation for going to Eretz Yisrael. In a similar uh, sense, there's a beautiful verse from the Nesiva Shalom on this week's parasha. The Nesiva Shalom on the Pasuk, Shamar Shamata. he asked the obvious question, the Torah tells you to keep the mitzvahs and then Shamata, and then hear it. First, I'll hear the mitzvahs, then I'll be Shamar, then I'll keep it. So he says that, if he quotes from the Kajan Samagid, that Shamar, we know, can mean a few different things. It can mean to keep, like Shomer Shabbos. It could also mean to anticipate, as it says, Va'aviv Shamar Sadavar, that he anticipated when the dreams of Yosef would take place. By the way, it's a beautiful vart on, on the Shomer Shabbos. It's not just keeping Shabbos, it's anticipating uh, when Shabbos is going to come. So he says that the, the real love for HaKadosh Baruch Hu is when a person is anticipating your Shamar, you're waiting for the mitzvahs, you're anticipating, you're excited for a mitzvah, not, oh, another mitzvah, okay, fine, I'll do it. It's more of an anticipation, excitement, 
That's Shama Vishamata. And he says, Api Hasidus, that this is the difference between a Ben and an Eved. A son, he's looking forward to what else does my father, what else would my father want from me? And he's excited to do something for his father, as opposed to an Eved. Now, some children feel like Avadim, but as opposed to an Eved, uh, a slave, he'll do whatever he can, and, you know, whatever he has to do, and then he'll, he'll clock in, clock out, whatever's necessary, but he, there's no anticipation, there's no passion. So he says a beautiful Vart, a Hasidish Vart, that we say, on Rosh Hashanah, we say a few times, by Hayom Haras Ha'olam, Hayom Yamid Ba'mishpat, Kol Yitzuri Olamim, what's this mishpat that we have in Rosh Hashanah, Im Kivanim, if we are like sons, or Im Kavadim, do we act uh, in our Avodah Hashem, like an Eved, that we do what we have to, and then, you know, we're happy that it's over, or it's Kivanim, it's an anticipation, it's a true, uh, the Banim Atim Hashem, as, as, as we say in this week's parasha, the true, uh, relationship of a son looking forward to the mitzvah. So we see this vart by Eretz Yisrael, by Yushalayim, and we see it through the Nesiva Shalom when it comes to other mitzvahs as well. Okay, moving on to a different section in the parasha. The parasha tells us a little later in Parakid Beis, Pasuk Chaf, it says, Ki Hashem when you, Hashem expands your borders, Kasha Dibalach, when you go to Eretz Yisrael, basically, Varmarta, Oichla Basar, you're able to eat meat, Kisav and Nafshchal Echla Basar, Bechal Avas Nafshchal Toichla Basar, you're allowed to eat meat. Just by the way, there's a Gemara in Zavachim discussing were Klai Yisrael able to eat meat in the Midbar. Very interesting uh, discussion in the Gemara. But either way, the Torah, for some reason, calls meat Sa'ave uh, a Taiva, like Basar Taiva. Bechol Avas Nafshcha Toicha Basar. Kisave Nafshcha Lecha Basar. Why does the Torah refer to it as Basar Taiva, a Basar of Desire? It sounds like a bad name. Imagine a person opening up a restaurant, you know, Basar Taiva. It would sound like, you know, maybe a different place in Vegas. It wouldn't uh, sound like that. that's a place people are going to be proud to eat. So, the uh, the uh, the Gemara in in Chulun Daf Pei Dalad tells tells you that the Gemara asks this question and the Gemara says Linda Torah Derech the Torah is teaching us Derech the way a person should act Adam Basar a person should only eat meat Ella only when a person desires it when you're really hungry when you really want meat that's when you should eat it but it shouldn't be the standard fear it shouldn't be eating meat you know for a status symbol or anytime you just Okay, I'll eat meat. Meat should be viewed as taiva. And of course, we're not suppressing all taiva, so a person could eat it, but it should only be bechol avas nafshcha toicha basar. So that's one limud we can learn from this pasuk. The next pasuk talks about uh, you shech from your karbanis. So if you look in the Gemara there, it is mashma in chulun daf peda that the Torah specifies from your cattle and from your sheep. What does that mean? That means when a person should only eat meat when you're living a lavish lifestyle, the Gemara in chulun is telling us it should only be when you actually could afford it. When it's your animals, it's your sheep, that's when a person is able to eat meat. When a person should not get accustomed to eating things that are beyond what he could afford. So that's the Musser uh, component of, of, of the Chumash here. Okay, another question, and this will leave off as a question. So there, the Torah tells us there's going to be there's going to be a Navi Sheker, someone who's prophesizing falsely, a Cholim, Chaloim, he has all these dreams, and he's going to give you some type of miracle. He's going to tell you something is, there's a miracle that's going to be, that's going to take place. And it happens, 
So the Pasik tells us, Sishma el Divri Hanaviyahu. Don't listen to the words of the Navi. Is testing you. Do you really, really love Hakadosh Baruch Do you really, truly love Hashem with all your heart and all your soul? Now, if we were reading the pasuk, you wouldn't assume the pasuk is going to end there. The pasuk is going to, should have ended that. This is a test to see if you believe in Hashem, if you have the true amuna, the true betachen. What does love have to do with this? And it's a bothersome question. Meaning, there's a navi shaker. Someone's testifying uh, falsely. Sorry, someone's uh, prophesizing falsely. He's saying uh, things. I'm trying to figure out if he's a real navi. If he's not a real navi, the only way I'm going to be able to know is depending on the love that I have for a kaddish baruch so what is the meaning behind this? So I'd love to know your thoughts about it. Either way, have a wonderful Shabbos.